Welcome to Virtual Summit Success. I'm Jen, founder of Virtual Summit Search, and you're in the right place if you want to make the most of your Virtual Summit experience, whether you're a host or a Virtual Summit speaker. Let's get going with your next step to Virtual Summit Success. You're listening to my presentation from Sell with a Summit Podcaster Edition. I'm talking about how to choose your Goldilocks Summit theme to help you create a successful summit. Let's jump right in. Hey, I'm Jen from Virtual Summit Search and host of Sell with a Summit Podcaster Edition. So in case you don't know very much about me yet, I have been a summit speaker since 2015, and I've hosted a few summits of my own, including this one, obviously. So I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of how virtual summits tend to run. And one of the things that I've seen happen a lot is that the summit hosts do not pick the right theme for their summit. And so it tends to fall flat and I don't want that to happen to you. So I'm excited to share this session with you and let's just go ahead and jump in. All right. So part of why I'm excited to share this session on creating your Goldilocks summit theme is because if your summit theme is too hot or too cold, it can make or break your virtual summit and your podcast growth and monetization opportunities. Okay. Story time to kick things off. This is based on an actual summit, but I've changed the name and some details for privacy. So this is Ashley. Ashley was a health coach turned podcaster, and she was psyched up to run her first virtual summit. She had been a speaker at past summits and as well as an attendee at countless others. So she knew what she did and didn't like about virtual summits from both sides of the table. And she was confident that she could pull off a fantastic summit. Ashley chose a theme she thought her audience would go bananas over, dieting for weight loss, and she started recruiting speakers. It wasn't too hard to find speakers, and her audience seemed excited about the summit. When Ashley opened up opt-ins for the summit, though, she was kind of surprised at the results. Very few people in her audience actually signed up to attend the summit, and of the people who did sign up, only a fraction of them showed up for the sessions. When she asked her audience afterward why they didn't sign up or attend, the most common response she got was, there was just a lot of sessions and I wasn't sure which ones would actually be helpful for me. So she realized that her summit theme was too vague for her particular audience. Ashley had seen successful summits with similar themes and similar audiences, so she thought she'd be fine. What she didn't think about was that her audience wasn't Susie's audience or Bobby's audience. It was hers and her people had different interests and needs from theirs. After thinking about it, she decided that she could have made her summit theme broader and given them a more clear way to customize their summit schedule or maybe made the summit theme narrower so that every single session was one that her audience needed right then. Ashley's story is all too common. Unfortunately, she didn't figure out how broad a theme to use for her summit and she didn't do enough research to figure out the real questions that her audience had so that she could position her virtual summit to be the solution. We're going to make sure that doesn't happen to you, though. So before we dive into the meat and potatoes of this, I need you to ask yourself one question. Why? Why are you running this virtual summit? Keep that answer in the back of your mind as we get going. Okay, so to get started, we're going to look at phase one, which is summit theme levels. I've broken the summit themes down into three levels, general, targeted, and niche. You can think about these levels kind of like nesting dolls. The niche level fits inside the targeted level and the targeted level fits inside the general level. Since general is the outermost level, we're going to start there. So as you may guess, the general summit theme level is pretty broad. It has a wide topic base and a broad audience. So it can be a good summit theme level for building a large audience. But because of that, it isn't as good at attracting specific listeners as the other two levels. 
It can also be easier to find speakers for a general summit theme because there's such a broad topic base. So if you're worried about finding enough speakers, this could work in your favor. And inside of the general level is the targeted summit theme level. The targeted level has a more specific topic base than the, than the general level, as well as a smaller, more, well, targeted audience. So for example, a general level theme might be weight loss, including topics on exercise, diet, mindset, etc. A targeted theme level could be weight loss specifically through diet, including keto, paleo, and Whole30 topics. The targeted summit theme level lets you draw in attendees with a more specific interest, but you can still have a larger reach than a niche summit theme. Speaking of which, inside of the targeted level is the niche summit theme level. The niche level is the most specific theme level. It has a very specific topic base and it typically has a smaller available audience because of that. So for example, if that targeted summit theme was weight loss through diet, the niche version might be weight loss through a successful Whole30, including topics on Whole30 mindset, cooking and meal planning, and doing Whole30 on a budget. The niche level lets you find an audience who's looking for a solution to a very specific problem, but you'll also often have a smaller audience because of that. All right, so that's an overall view of the three summit theme levels. Now that you know the differences between the general, targeted, and niche summit theme levels, let's look at some factors that go into choosing the perfect summit theme level for your next summit. So the first question that I want you to ask when choosing your summit theme level is, do I want to A, solve a specific pain point for my attendees, or B, give them a broad spectrum of solutions to choose from afterward? Now, most summit hosts will choose one of these two options, but you may fall somewhere in between, and that's totally okay. If you want to solve a specific pain point, like a sustainable weight loss diet from the earlier example, you might lean more toward a targeted or niche level. Solving a specific pain point that leaves the audience wanting more, which your podcast can then solve, can help you monetize even more after the summit. If, however, you want to give your attendees a broad spectrum of solutions so that they can choose the solution that best fits their needs, you may lean more toward a general theme level. Giving a broad spectrum of solutions but leaving the solution that your podcast addresses as the one thing that isn't included can also be a great way to lead them to listen to your podcast after the summit. All right, so once you've decided if you want to solve a specific pain point versus give a broad spectrum of solutions, it's time to think about the goals for your summit. So do you care more about A, growing your email list with potential listeners, or B, attracting a certain type of listener as attendees? Now, you may have other goals for your summit, but for many folks, these are the top two things they want to get out of their summit. So if that's not you, just think about the one that's closest to your goal and use it as a framework for your summit theme level decision. If email list growth is your priority, you may wanna think about using a general or targeted theme level. With a broader audience, it can be easier to attract a larger attendee list. Keep in mind that they still need to be the people who will want and need your podcast effort at the summit though. On the other hand, if you really need a specific type of client in order to meet your monetization goals for your podcast, you may be better off with a niche or targeted summit theme level. It's easier to narrow in on the specific needs of an audience segment when you have a smaller topic base, and it may be easier to get qualified eager listeners and eventually customers this way, though there will probably technically be fewer of them. All right, so keep the last two questions in the back of your mind as we move on to question three. How complex should your summit schedule be? Now, some summit audiences and hosts can handle and sometimes even appreciate a more complex schedule. It can allow the attendees to create their own customized summit schedule with only the sessions that they're most interested in. 
Higher complexity often correlates with a general summit theme level since there's a wider range of topics and it lends itself to more complexity and customization, which can, like I said, be an asset for some specific audiences. If you and your audience don't want or need that much complexity though, that's okay. You can still create some customization opportunities with a mix of keynotes and breakout sessions, which I'll come back to in just a moment. The targeted summit themes tend to fit well into the mid-range complexity level because they're starting to focus in a bit more, but they still have some relatively general sessions. Complexity can be overkill for some summits though. If that's the case for you, niche level summits tend to be the least complicated. Because they have a narrow focus, you can typically keep a niche level summit much simpler than a targeted or general summit. Okay, so I did promise to touch on keynotes and breakout sessions a moment ago. Now, I define keynotes as the anchor topics of your summit, while breakouts are the icing on top. So you may be asking, what is the difference? Well, keynotes are often the sessions that get top billing, like the stars of the movie. In the same way, keynotes may have well-known industry elites hosting these sessions, but remember that relative unknowns can hold just as effective and powerful keynote sessions as well, especially if they're strongly aligned with the summit theme and the audience's needs. Because they align with the audience's needs, keynotes are also often what attract the attendees. They prime the audience's excitement for the summit as a whole. Breakout sessions can be just as valuable if well-used and well-aligned with your summit theme, though. Breakouts can allow for a deeper discussion of a keynote topic. This might be a specific piece of a keynote topic, or it might cover the same topic, but be aimed at a more specific audience segment. Breakouts can also be a chance for engagement. If you're doing a general or targeted theme level, this can be particularly beneficial for you. It can allow keynote speakers additional interaction opportunities with attendees, or you could assign separate breakout session leaders to facilitate these interactive sessions. Breakouts are also helpful because they can put the focus more clearly on the attendees. You can host mastermind-style breakouts focused on keynote topics to allow the attendees to connect more with each other and the session leaders. They help the attendees put their learning into practice, which could be key for converting them to podcast listeners and eventually customers after your summit. If you're doing a general summit theme level, you might mix and match keynotes during breakout sessions, even overlapping sessions that won't likely attract the same attendees. This can, as previously mentioned, add some complexity to the schedule, but in a general level summit, this could be beneficial enough to be worth it. If you're hosting a targeted summit theme level, you could try a lighter mix of keynotes and breakouts, skipping any overlaps. With a targeted summit theme, you may not want or need the same level of complexity as a general level summit might warrant, but a mix of session types can still prove valuable for everyone. With a niche level summit, you may not want or need to mix and match much, if at all. You might even opt to ditch keynotes altogether in favor of creative uses of breakout sessions. Hey, just hopping in real quick. If you are ready to host a summit or have already hosted one and want to get more out of the months of work you put into your summit, jump over to evergreensummits.com. I put together a free audio training that you can take on the go. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay, so now that we've covered keynotes and breakouts, you probably have an idea of how complicated a summit you can and want to handle. So it's time to think about how long you want your summit to run. This may also be affected by how your summit fits into your overall podcast and monetization strategy and how long a specific campaign for monetization or audience growth may be running. If you're thinking about a longer summit, usually longer than 10 days, a general summit theme level may be a good fit for you. 
With a longer summit, you can have more sessions and thus a broader topic base. 10 or more days may sound too daunting or be longer than you really need though. If four to nine days sounds more manageable, a targeted summit theme level may work better for you. You can fit a fair amount of session topics into four to nine days without being too overwhelming for you or the attendees. This time frame can also work for a more in-depth niche summit theme too. However, four to nine days may still be more than you need. A one to three day summit can be a good fit for a niche level summit because you can stay focused on the specific pain point or problem that your summit is addressing. Now, keep in mind, this is just a general guideline. Those date ranges are not specific to each level. So you can, again, mix and match that as well. Those are just, again, a general guideline. But the length of your summit will also affect the number of speakers you recruit. Once you've decided how long your summit will run, you can decide how big you want the speaker list to be. The bigger your speaker list is, the wider you'll likely end up running with your summit theme level. So that means that three to nine speakers could make you lean towards a niche summit theme level, while 10 to 20 speakers could be a good fit for a targeted level. If you're thinking about having more than 20 speakers, that tends to move more toward a general theme level because it allows for a wider range of topics. So you know how many speakers you want to book, but you'll also need to be realistic about how many speaker slots you can actually fill. Now, not every speaker you reach out to will say yes. Even some of those who do say yes may back out before the summit. You need to make sure you're confident you can fill those speaker slots before you choose your summit theme level. For many hosts, they'll get a 50 to 75% acceptance rates from speakers they reach out to. This is often based more on schedules and whether it's their ideal audience than on you. So don't take it personally if someone does say no. Of those speakers who do accept, you may still have five to 10% of them drop out later because, hey, life happens. So take this into account when choosing your summit theme level. For example, if you can only fill around nine speaker slots because you only have 12 to 18 people you're interested in having as speakers, you probably won't wanna do a general level summit theme, but it would be a good fit for a niche level. Okay, so now we're going to transition from behind the scenes summit theme decisions into digging into finding the theme itself. So that means it's time for the good stuff, research. <laughs> it's okay though, I promise it's not as bad as it sounds. Having the summit theme level decided on beforehand gives you some guidance in choosing the actual theme. So the first thing to think about when choosing your summit theme is your audience. The theme is there to serve them. So the rest of your summit theme considerations will center around your audience. Before we go any further, you'll need to know if this summit is for your current audience or if you want to plug into a new audience. If you're pivoting your podcast topic, for example, or launching a new podcast to a previously unexplored segment of your audience, your summit may be aimed at an audience you want to start serving, so your summit theme research will differ a little from someone who's serving their current audience with their podcast or summit. So keeping in mind if your summit theme is intended for your current audience or a new one, you need to figure out who your audience actually is. Now you may think you know, but please, I am begging you do not assume. If you're targeting your current audience, you can check your Google Analytics demographic data to start with if you have your own website. You can find that in your Google Analytics account under audience and then demographics. If you don't have Google Analytics set up, shoot me an email afterwards and I'll hook you up with my free Google Analytics 101 course to help you get it set up. Regardless of if it's your current audience or a new audience though, survey them. Email your interested audience segment if you have an email list, preferably individually, but you can also do this through ConvertKit, Newsend, or whatever tool you use for email marketing. 
ask them questions to get to know them as an individual, not just as part of your audience, and find out more about what they specifically need. This is especially crucial if you are targeting a new audience. You can do the same sort of thing on social media, though, if you don't have an email list or if you just want to supplement your data. Ask getting to know you type of questions on your posts and look for those types of posts from others who have your intended audience. This can be a great resource, especially if you can get people to tag friends so that they answer too. Once you know who's in your summit audience, see if there have been any recent trainings in your industry. So summits, conferences, webinars, workshops, etc., that you and or your audience felt could have gone deeper into the events theme. This could be a great opportunity for you to capitalize on that shortcoming and do that deeper dive into your potential theme topic. So maybe there was a summit about sustainable diets for weight loss, but your audience really struggled with the implementation, especially around meal planning. You might decide to do a niche two-day summit all about meal planning for your weight loss journey. But hey, maybe there aren't any topics that you've noticed your audience asking for a deeper dive on. If that's the case, the next place to look is the topics you already get the most traffic, engagement, and downloads on. So to find those, if you have a website like I talked about, you can check your Google Analytics for your top landing pages for the past one to three months and see what relevant search queries are getting the most impressions and clicks. If you have a standalone SEO tool, this is a great place to look too. For a new audience, you can use tools that check this type of analytics data from websites of others in your new field though. You can do the same thing with your podcast episodes. So go check your analytics on your podcast host and see which episodes have been downloaded the most over the past few months to get an idea of which ones are most popular. And keep in mind that your newer episodes will automatically get some additional downloads because you have subscribers and all that kind of stuff. So adjust your numbers accordingly. You can also see what topics are getting the most engagement on your social media posts. So for example, if you get a lot of comments on your Whole30 posts, especially questions from your audience, but not as many on your keto posts, your audience will probably be more interested in a Whole30 summit than a keto summit. If you're still not finding a summit theme that jumps out at you, or if you just want more data to corroborate your theme idea, look at what questions your intended audience is asking. So if you have a website, again, you can go and look at your Google Search Console queries for the highest impressions. You can look at other SEO tools. And if you don't have a website or you want more data, you can go look at places like Answer the Public, Quora, Facebook groups, and anywhere else that your audience may go to find answers to their problems. Your summit theme can be the answer to the questions that your audience is asking around your podcast topic. So these exercises should give you some great ways to create your perfect summit theme, but there's one more question that you should ask before your final summit theme decision. What results do you want to deliver to your attendees after the summit's over? And how does that help them know that your podcast and eventually your monetization opportunities are the next steps to continue learning about this topic? Knowing the answer to this question will help guide you as you craft your summit theme and choose relevant session topics. So for example, if you have a Whole30 series planned for your podcast and you're considering creating a Whole30 bootcamp course, maybe your goal will be for your summit attendees to feel confident about meal planning their Whole30 and be ready to sign up for your full Whole30 bootcamp course afterward. That'll look like a very different summit than if you want your attendees to be amped up to create a comprehensive health and fitness plan after the summit and then join your Whole30 bootcamp to supplement that plan. Keep your end goal in mind when creating your summit theme and consider retooling your theme idea if it doesn't deliver the right results for your summit attendees. All right, so now let's put it all together. 
So first, choose your summit theme level, general, targeted, or niche. This choice isn't set in stone, but it can be helpful in narrowing in on your actual summit theme. With your summit theme level in hand, start doing your research. Now, remember, this isn't about you. It's about your audience. Don't forget that you want to position your summit to solve a problem. It might be a broad problem like weight loss in general, or it might be a more specific problem like completing a successful Whole30 or somewhere in between. The more data you gather, the more you'll be able to correlate and hone in on your perfect summit theme. One of my favorite methods is to start by keeping a running list separated by each research phase. So who's in your audience, finding opportunities for deeper dives, topics with high engagement and downloads, what questions they're asking and what results and next steps you want to deliver. When you've completed sufficient research, you can go into that list and start looking for commonalities. You'll probably start seeing certain things come up over and over again. So for example, you may find that a lot of folks in your audience are busy moms who aren't sure that they'll be able to stay consistent with a weight loss regimen. They've attended local weight loss groups, but they're so general that they feel overwhelmed and don't do anything with what they learn. Your audience asks questions on your Instagram posts and in other places about how you manage your weight loss journey when they see from your Instagram stories that you're just as busy as they are. You realize that you want to give your audience a practical way to achieve their weight loss goals and your upcoming podcast series can keep them engaged. Plus your course is the perfect upsell. Based on this, you might decide to hold a practical approach to weight loss summit. Now, if you're having trouble seeing the commonalities in your search results, ask a friend to take a look at it. They may be able to see things that you missed and they may also have ideas that you never thought of. All right, so let's take a quick look back at Ashley. After her summit, she realized that there were some areas for improvement and she wanted to figure out how to make her next one even better. She decided that she would have been better off with a narrower theme level, so she decided to aim for a niche summit theme level. Her next summit would run for four days with eight speakers total, and it wouldn't just be on weight loss or even dieting for weight loss like her last summit. This time, she would hold a summit about how to have a successful Whole30 cycle. She decided on this after surveying her audience, seeing which of her podcasts had a lot of downloads and which of her and her peers' social media posts had the most engagement, especially questions, as well as thinking about what results she wanted to give her attendees after the summit. Ashley planned to have each of the speakers do a breakout session as well as a keynote with only two speakers per day so that her audience would have more chances to implement what they were learning. As part of her summit upsell, Ashley decided to upsell them to her course on health success through a whole 30 as well as giving her speakers the chance to include their related services and products as part of a bonus bundle. Now, when she pitched her speakers, they were eager to be part of the summit. They told Ashley that they couldn't wait to get to share with an audience that was clearly primed for what they could provide, both in their free advice and their paid offerings. They knew their own audience would be excited to attend too. Now, this time, when the summit opt-in window opened, the signups started pouring in. The attendees only had eight sessions on the schedule, which wasn't overwhelming, and they couldn't wait to jump into the breakout sessions and ask their questions. The bonus bundle was a no-brainer too, since the products and services inside were so well aligned with the summit theme and the attendees knew they would be able to use everything in the bundle. This is the power of creating your Goldilocks summit theme. When it's too hot or too cold, your audience just ends up lukewarm. But when it's just right, your attendees will jump at the opportunity to join in because they know you made it just for them. 
All right, so you should now have an idea of what summit theme level would work best for you, as well as how to research the perfect summit theme that fits your audience's needs. If you're not quite sure what summit theme level is the best fit and want more in-depth steps for summit theme research, like walkthroughs of exactly where to go in Google Analytics, go to virtualsummitsearch.com slash S-W-A-S-P-E for a Sell with the Summit podcast edition and take the short quiz there. It'll help you pick your best summit theme level and I'll send you those walkthroughs for theme research too. I'm excited to see where you take your podcast and monetization opportunities through a summit. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. There are so many more amazing presentations from Sell with the Summit Podcaster Edition. So if you want access to those, head over to sellwithasummit.com slash podcaster to get your free ticket. Can't wait to see you in there. Thanks for listening to Virtual Summit Success. Don't forget to leave a review and let others know your biggest takeaways from this episode. Every review helps others find us, and the more successful virtual summits there are, the more new tips we'll have to share with you. For show notes, links, and other resources, go to virtualsummitsuccess.live.